All right. Um, remember, the very first ignition we had, the very first ignition we had, we talked about this verse in Hosea. Starts chapter 6, verse 6. And we had this little catchphrase, right, that said, who we, we know proper grammar is like, be like, who are you or who we are. Uh, but being in the 539 islands of the Bahamas, because, you know, we're selling keys and stuff, so we can't say it's like 700 keys and islands anymore, right? Okay, so uh, being in the Bahamas, we're going to use our behemoth vernacular and say who we is, okay? So who knows the verse when we say who we is? Is it? Okay. What? What is Hosea 6.6? Wow, that's tight. Uh, I think that deserves. Okay, say it again. Was there what? Wow. We actually had another verse ready for you. Uh, it was just taken in First Peter chapter one, uh, verses fifteen through sixteen. Who knows it by chance? First Peter chapter one. Verse 15 and 16. Anyone has a clue? Have your Bibles? No? Um, it says, since it is written. Nope, it doesn't say that. It says in verse 16, verse 15. But as he who has called you is holy. Can you guys finish that? What? Okay, I thought you guys were saying it from memory. But as he who has called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy Okay. All right. All right. So, who he is? Nice. This New Living Translation. So, now we're going to look at our new, not our new, this is like, this is the Ignition's uh, memory verse. But here is another scripture verse I want us to look at. No, still not, still not coming. Okay, so what we'll do, we'll get back to that, uh, but for your efforts of remembering that, where to go? Where to, there you go. All right, good job, good job. All right, all right. All right. If we get it up, we'll look at that at the end. But tonight, tonight, what I want to talk about, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Leviticus, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Okay, so the third book, the third book in the Old Testament, Leviticus, chapter 26, verses 3 through 4. Leviticus, chapter 26, verses 3 to 4. Um, just before we begin... Um, Let's pray. Father, Lord, thank you for tonight. Uh, we just thank you, Lord, that we're able to eat food. Um, people around the world go for weeks on end, not knowing what they're going to eat. And so we thank you, Lord, for blessing us with the food that we have and that we have eaten. Uh, we thank you, Lord, now for your word that we can hear. And I just pray that it would touch our lives 
and that we would purpose to be obedient to it. Help me communicate it as clearly as possible. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. So Leviticus chapter 26, verses 3 through 4. I'm going to read it real quick and then ask a question. If you walk in my statutes and observe my commandments and do them, then I will give you your rains in their season, and the land shall yield its increase, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. When, <clears throat> finish the sentence for me. I obey because, because the law, okay, the law of, okay. I obey because, just shout it out, I obey because, God says so, okay. Because I don't want to get punished. Because I want to. Because? Because it's the right thing to do. Okay, any others? I obey because? You love Jesus? Okay. And just generally speaking, because your parents taught you to, okay. Because you are what? A, because you are obedient. Um, okay. So, what is obedience? In your own words, what is obedience? If someone came from Pluto and landed on Earth, right, and they were like, uh, what? You know, they, well, if they came from Pluto, because technically, the, I guess, the planet forum people said Pluto is, is it Pluto or Neptune? It is Pluto. They say Pluto is no longer a planet. So if someone, like, like who, who gets, really, like, who decides, like, that Pluto is no longer a planet? I mean, like, did we create? And then somebody sat down one day and was like, I don't like that planet. So, yeah. Right? It just, Pluto got bullied out of the uh, solar system. I mean, by our manly thinking. But anyway, say someone came from Neptune, right? And they're like, what is obedience? What is that? O word that you talk about, that obedience. What is obedience? Doing what you're told, okay. Following instructions, obey. <laughs> That's like what the English teacher always say. Don't use the word in the definition. Don't use the word in the sentence. Okay, so obedience, doing what you're told. What you said, Craig? Following instructions. Any other... Being loyal, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Encyclopedia, Wikipedia. Doing what you're told when you're told to do it. Um, tonight we're not going to be along. Uh, Leviticus. Let's look at verse. Let's look at verse three. It says, "If you walk in my statutes." Now, what do you think he's saying? Walk in. Do you think like he's meaning like, you know, like walk in them? Like there's like, there's like statutes and commandments on the ground. And he's like, you know, walk in my statutes and maybe wiggle around. Is he, what is he, what is, what does he mean by when he say walk in? No, you, you're on the right path. Do, do it. Do it. Live it, right? Uh, cause you think, okay, so live it. And observe my commandments. When you hear the word observe, what's the first thing comes to your mind? Observe. Watch, study. Any others? 
Bi- biology. That's true, right? If you observe like a like a like an experiment. Okay. So I like that. Watch, study. So walk in, live, observe, watch, study. And then the last part he says, and do them. What do you mean? What do you mean by do them? Action. Take action. Is that easy to do? Is is it easy to obey your parents? Sometimes, okay. No, sometimes. Why is it hard sometimes? Really? Like 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 repair the roof? I mean, like what kind of hard stuff do they ask you to do? Don't hit your brother. Okay, now that's tough. That's. I mean, I was the youngest. I was, I was the baby and they protected me. Like I would get in trouble and my sisters would actually take the, yeah, they would tote the beating for me. I know, right? I felt, I know. All right. Because they tell you t- tough things to do. What's, what's some other reasons why it's so difficult to obey your parents? Your human nature. What does your human nature say? Human nature is like, ah, later, like whatever. The outlaw. All right. What's that? Clash of will. All right. Right? We want to do something and we want to, we want to achieve what we want to do, but someone else is saying, ah, maybe that's not the best thing to do. And you're like, ah, maybe you don't know the best thing for me. You know? Um, and then we do that to God, right? Um, we know how we should live. We know, you know, and it's not about like rules, like do's and don'ts. Because a lot of times when we hear commandments, you think do's and don'ts. And it's like, ah, we have a bunch of do's and we have a bunch of don'ts. And do's and don'ts and don'ts and do's. And it's like all these rules. But really this, to us, is God's love letter for us. It's not about keeping us in bondage, but it's actually about freeing us from the bondage of sin that inhibits us or that prevents us from wanting to do what God wants us to do. Um, verse 4 says, Then I will give you your rains in their season, and the land shall yield its increase, and trees in the land shall yield its increase. Now, when you have that right, it's, that's, like a, that's a conditional promise. Right? And what do I mean, mean by conditional? Promise. It has, okay, it has a condition. There's, there's, there, is, there is something that we need to do in order for the promise to be fulfilled. Right? Now, there are some unconditional promises that God has given us. Who can name maybe one of them? One of the unconditional promises that doesn't even have to do anything we're not responsible as far as for that promise to happen. It's, it's a non-conditional. It's an unconditional. Okay, I will never leave you or forsake you. That's an unconditional promise that God makes. Yeah, His love is unconditional, but as far as a promise that God makes. Okay, He would never flood the earth again. Um, Contextually, when we see the rains and we see seasons, 
for these people, he's talking about them bringing up their crops, their farm life. But what it means for us today? What are some things, what are the rains that we need? For these folks, it was their autumn rains, their winter rains, their summer rains, their spring rains. They needed rains in different seasons so that their life, livelihood um, would be successful. And they depended on the promises of God that if they walked in, study, watched, and do his commandments, that he would bless them for being obedient to him. Now, for us today, you know, we don't really have like fields in our backyards, right? I mean, I know folks are pushing be green and grow your vegetables and crops and stuff like that, but what, how can we relate this to us today? And maybe for some of you, it may be, you know, at school, there's this one person or these group of people who are like constantly dogging on you. Like constantly they have something against you. Constantly they spread rumors about you. Constantly they're picking on you. Or it may be at home where there's this constant tension between whether it's your parent or your guardian, whether it's your mother, your father, your aunt, your uncle, um, your siblings. There's just this constant tension and you're like, what do I do? How can I have enough grace and peace in my heart to deal with these situations and, and again, still not sin against God, still be obedient to his word when it says, love one another, love your enemies as you love yourself. When it says, uh, go the extra mile. You know, like, how am I able to do this when everything, it almost seems like the universe is against me. And, and I think it's important for us to understand that God wants us to obey him, not just for the fact that it's in his word, but he wants us to obey him because we love him. And we see that in John 14, verse 15, where it says, If you love me, you will keep my commands. It says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Okay, just picture in your mind that you're 35, right? And you have 14 kids. No, okay. You're 35. You have three kids. Or how many kids you have? Right? 14. I mean, there's that TV show, right? What's that TV show? Like 2000 and counting? Okay. Oh, 19 and counting, right? Um, I know, right? If, if you, if you ask your, if you ask your child, right? Let's say something simple. You ask your child to, this, you know, this is the same scenario thing. Please clean the dishes, take out the trash, right? You come back two hours later, there's flies by the trash, the dishes is overflowing, and you're like, okay, please, Thaddeus, you know, take out the trash. Thaddeus Jr., TJ, please, TJ, take out the trash, right? Right? And then you come back an hour later, Thaddeus, and then the trash and, the, and the, the dishes are still there, right? How, how would that make you feel? I wouldn't, I wouldn't get too mad at it because I do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I'd be like, just do it, do it now, okay? I, I just come to do it now. Okay. Then TJ looks up to you and says, you can't say I'm busy? <laughs> right? And so I'll take it out when I want to take it out. 
right? And then he walks off. I was, oh, he won't, he won't, he won't, he won't walk off. I remember, um, I remember, I tell you the story. I was, um, as we come to a close, I was, I think I was 14. I, I can never remember the age. I'm so terrible uh, with numbers. Um, I was either 14 or 15 or 16, one of those, right? And, and I was still at home, and, and I was working on my art, you know? And I, and I loved art. I mean, I was like hooked. Because, you know, I, I love to draw. Um, I should be drawing more than spending my free time playing PS3, but I should be drawing and working on my scripts. But anyway, um, I love to draw. Even at the point where I was like 17 or 18, I actually retired. I said, I'm not going to work unless I'm drawing. I honestly, like in my mind, I was like, this is it. I just want to draw, and this is what I'm going to do. And, and somehow, my parents just probably, I don't know, it had to be the grace of God that they were just like, okay, maybe this is just a thing he's going through right now, and give it two weeks, and it will blow over, you know. It wasn't until like maybe five months, but so I was home, and I was just drawing. I mean, I just love to draw. I love comics and stuff like that, and so I was just drawing comic books and stuff. So anyway, so I'm doing this, right? And my mom shouts from downstairs, and she, she has this, you know, this broom thing that she would do, you know, like, boom, boom, you know? Um, and and so, so, you know, patience is not my forte. That's definitely not my gifting at all. Um, so I come to the steps, and I'm like, and I'm, I seriously, and I'm like, I'm like, what do you want, you know? And, and she's like, you know, come and wash the dishes, you know? And I was like, like seriously? <laughs> like, you disturb me to wash the dishes, you know? And so, and then I, you know, and I, <laughs> I went back to my room. But then my dad was there, and then he came, and he's like, he's like, who are you talking to, right? And then I said, well, she, and he's like, she, you know? And I was like, well, I mean, I mean, mom was, you know? And, and he told me that, you know, just regardless of whatever you're doing, Whatever it is, if your mother calls you to ask you to do something, you go and do it. But you don't just go and do it with your face, um, with a frown and, you know, your face all, like we say, all screw up and you're just like, you know, you're like a grumpy old person, like, I gotta, I gotta do the job, you know, right? Um, you know, he said, even though you may, you may be upset, go with a cheerful face and do whatever it is. Even if she asks you to do the thing, three times over again. Go and do it. And, and that's a part of, as it says, honor your father and your mother. It's honoring your mother. Now, how much more do you think, as believers, we are to honor our Heavenly Father when, we, when it comes to obeying His Word, when it comes to obeying His commandments, and not going about it grumbling and not going about it as, ah, woe is me. The burden is on me to obey His, his Word because... He loves us so much, His commandments are there so that we can live truly the way that He will want us to live. Name one of the commandments. Just one. Do not steal. Okay. Do not what? Do not kill. Do not commit adultery. 
Commit adultery? What? Did you say commit adultery? Oh, okay. I thought you were testing me. Commit adultery. Okay. All right. Steal. Do not murder. Do not kill. Um, what are these? What are these laws even now of the land wasn't in place? I mean, sometimes it feels like they're not in place here as well because people are stealing and killing, right? Um, but they're there to protect us. They're there for us to live accordingly to what He wants us to do, behave, and act, especially as believers. And why say that? This is about love and not about just rules and regulations. In Romans 5, 6, it says, um, this version says, while we were still weak. But NAS says, while we were still sinners, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Um, oh no, sorry, verse 8. But God shows his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died. For us and and what God is telling us today is that he has his commandments for us to live by because he loves us and he wants the absolute best for us and if we were to be left to our own decisions most likely it would not be to our benefit most likely it wouldn't be oh you know what I shouldn't go on this date with this other boy because one he is not a believer and what he's into is not what I'm into. Or I shouldn't be hanging out with these guys because what they're into is not what I into. They wanna you know, they wanna steal or they, they want me to start smoking backwood or whatever it is, or I shouldn't you know, I shouldn't hang out with this group of girls because all they do is gossip and they talk about so and so and so and so. Um, we wouldn't make those decisions on our own if it wasn't for his word saying that, you know what? If you are a holy people, just like first Peter chapter one, verse fifteen, sixteen. For he who has called you is holy, so you are to be holy in all your conduct, since it is written, be holy, for I, God, is holy. Um, that wouldn't be our natural tendency. Our natural tendency will go the opposite direction. So God is telling us, walk in them, observe them, and then finally do them. Because whatever you're going through, just like how his promise here is, he will supply the need the help that you need at the right time when you need them. So don't feel uh, depressed and hopeless, whatever situation you're in. You feel like, I'm trying to be obedient, but I'm just failing, or there's so much pressure around me. There's just so much attraction. Everyone's saying, this is what you need to do. Forget the whole Christianity thing. It's dull. It's boring. And I'm trying to and then as I'm trying to, I'm not seeing God's promises. I'm not seeing, he's saying he's never going to forsake me. Or he's saying, okay, he will provide and even help. But I don't see it right now. All I see around me is just pressure to either sleep with this one, fool around with that one, talk with this one, steal this thing, smoke this thing, drink that thing. This is what I'm seeing. I'm not seeing his promises of he will provide the help for me during these situations. And I'm telling you, when you take that step of running away from those situations, you will experience the comfort and the peace that God would bring. Whether it be from another believer, whether it may be from an older person that may come to you and ask you, hey, how are you doing? Right? And then you start to share, you know, this is what I'm going through. And then they point you to where you need to go through the Word. He will provide the help that you need at the right time that you need it.
Let's pray. Father, Lord, we thank you for um, your word. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that you don't want us just to be robots. Uh, you could have just created us that way to just worship you, um, but you gave us a, a free will to the side, which gives you more glory. Um, I just pray that as we have this free will, uh, that we will read your word and see what it tells us how to live and what we should do from what we should not do, and not see it as a judge laying down laws and rules, but see it as your love letter to us, because you love us so much, you want us to live lives that would be holy and acceptable before you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, so this is what we're going to do real quick. Um, here's the memory verse, the, the new memory verse. It's 1 Peter 1, 15 and 16. Everyone say it. All right, next. Okay. All right. Uh, yes, wait. All right. Uh, can you say it again? Just with like fervor and energy. All right, so now we're going to go to an, another slide and it has some missing words. So now I'll say it again. Uh, oh, okay, okay, say that again because I was like, okay. Yeah, that, 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 that is not right. I'm not hearing anything over here. Let's say it again. Let's go. Okay. Okay. Here we go back. Say it again. Look at it. As... All right. Now. Okay, that's good. All right, so let's try it again. All right. <laughs> Say it again. All right, let's see the next slide. Okay, you guys can still say it. Can you still say it? be sense holy okay go on all right and can you say it now 
All right, no, 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 start it over again, start it over. As he who's called you, All right. Now, wait, where is it taken from? Okay, and what does that say? This is, what the, this is what the psalmist says in Psalm 119, verse 92. He says, If your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. And so it's when we study and memorize the Word of God, when we bring it to memory when we're going through things, that's what gives us that, that help that hope, whatever troubling thing that we're going through, and remember, whoa, you know, what does the Word of God says? And we can remember that, bring it up to memory. Because what did Jesus do when he was tempted by Satan? What? Okay, what was, his, what, was his first, what was his first two or three words? It is written, right? So just remember that. So that's what we're doing. You know, we don't want to give you more work to do, but memorize the Word. 